Welcome to Cairo Feast, where we are serving up big helpings of wisdom in the successful practice of chiropractic, the world of entrepreneurialism, and extra servings of mentorship to navigate this wonderful experience we call life. My name is Dr. Jeff Danielson. I've built, bought, and sold many chiropractic practices and currently own 19 limited liability corporations. I love the entrepreneurial spirit, and I pay it forward through a company called Big Fish Enterprises. I coach and mentor business owners so they don't repeat the mistakes that I made in my career. Every week, we cover a topic that will help make you a better leader and a better entrepreneur. Or maybe it's just going to be a topic that helps you become a better person. You'll want to share these episodes because in life, it is always better to pay it forward. And now, let's get into today's topic. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve. And I know you're hearing a different voice today. I'm Rachel with Big Fish Enterprises. I'm just kicking off this week's episode of Cairo Feast. We're going to be listening into a conversation with Dr. Jeff and Dr. Paul Reed. We are so excited uh, to have Dr. Paul on this week's episode. He is the founder of Cairo Feast. Fest. Um, that is an annual chiropractic conference this year. It is September 16th and 17th. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, there's still time for you to get your tickets for that in Boise, Idaho. I know our team, Dr. Jeff, and some of our chiropractors here at Northern Life in the Twin Cities are super pumped to go to that this year. Um, but let's just get into it. Dr. Paul and Jeff are going to be talking about owning multiple practices in businesses. So enjoy this conversation with them. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, we have a special guest here for the boot camp for Big Fish, and uh, so welcome, Paul Reed. A lot of a lot of you that are uh, watching this uh, will know Paul uh, from Cairo Fest and, and other things, but uh, I, I think I can uh, safely call Paul a friend and yeah, absolutely, uh, brother, yeah. or a brother. However you want to. Or a brother. <laughs> One yeah. of the same, right? We're going squabble like brothers. And yeah. We don't wrestle because there's no chance I'm wrestling. No. There's like zero. I know that you and Dr. Justin. One of yeah, the, if we get Justin in here, maybe we'll do a wrestling match. But yeah, yeah. but you know, no, that it ain't gonna <laughs> maybe I can take you in racquetball. That might be the only <laughs> pickleball. I'm learning pickleball, so I still got to get my skills dialed in. Okay, there you go. So, um, so Paul, uh, there's going to be people uh, on this that are watching this that that maybe um, have heard of you, but don't, don't necessarily know who you are and 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 that kind of thing. And 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 just so all of you know. Um, one of the things I love about Paul is, is that he's humble uh, because I, I, don't, I don't believe any of us deserve to be narcissists. Um, mm -hmm. Every single one of us need to be humble, um, but have confidence in who we are and who God made us to be. And confidence, I was heard recently. Uh, what'd, you, what'd you say? Godfidence. Godfidence, yes. You know, right. so um, <laughs> I appreciate that about you, Paul. Um, all the times I've seen you speak from the stage and just your presence, um, it's never narcissistic. It is always uh, in servanthood. Um, it's always to serve. It's always to give. It's always to put it out there. But you do so very confidently um, because uh, you're very certain. And, and I love that. Um, and, and for those of us that know you, we know that you're a humble man too. So, so thank, thank you for you. being who we are. Um, but here, Thanks this is going to be hard for you, maybe. Um, I want you to toot your horn a little bit because I, I want people that are watching this to, to know that you've been around the block. Uh, you've, you've done a lot of things in your career. You continue to do more and, and uh, fill your plate. 
um, yeah. with, with things that God wants you to be doing. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your, uh, history and practice. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll, uh, I'm just going to start peppering you with questions. All right. <laughs> just one at a time. Okay. <laughs> My brain's getting older. I can only handle one at a time. No, uh, shoot, man. I'm 20, 25 years deep in our profession. Um, you know, I started, uh, opened my first practice in 98. So we're, yeah, working on 25, had my license in 97. So yeah. So, um, yeah, 20, 25 years deep open, open one practice kind of felt like I, I was, uh, there was more in the tank. You know, I know you asked me about the multiple practice thing and, and that really stemmed from like, I, I wanted to reach our community more with a unified message. Um, and so after I felt like I had one practice stabilized, that's, that's when number two happened and three happened and four happened and five happened. Um, and so, yeah, by, by 15 years deep, 16 years deep, I think I had five practices. Um, yeah, so that, you know, that was really, that, that was within chiropractic and chiropractic, you know, again, I, I think when, when something's good to you, you got to get back to that profession. And so that's really, you know, you mentioned Chirofest. And so that's really how that stimulated was like, Hey, I feel like I want to contribute to the profession on some level. Um, you know, our taglines are the past preserve the future. So it's really want to honor those guys and gals that came before us that really carve the way that you and I can, can live the life that we live and, and be blessed with, with, you know, putting our hands on people and having a great exchange for it. Um, so that's how Chirofest happened. And, um, done a little bit of property development. Um, before, yeah, before, you, uh, before you go on with that, um, uh, explain what Cairo Fest is. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's a, it's worth 13 years into that now. So it's a, it's an annual event where I bring in, you've, you've spoken a couple of years ago, um, bring in, you know, on average about 22 speakers, we'll have five to 700 people in attendance. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's, it's rapid fire similar to, uh, I've never been to a Ted talk, but I would imagine a Ted talk speakers have about 30 minutes, some 45, if they got more science stuff, but yeah, so it's, it's, we roll through those speakers all day, high energy, lots of fun. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a, I, I think we, you know, we as chiropractors need to surround ourselves with like-minded people regularly. Um, it's, it's, we're at, we're at war, spiritual war, physical war, whatever you want to call it every single day. And I think the more often you can get dipped or reconnected with your purpose and your why around like-minded people, the stronger you're going to be. Um, it's, it's okay to be a lone wolf occasionally, but we're not designed and created to be that way. We're designed to be around other people. And so I think the more that you can find brothers and sisters that can, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? So that the more that you can come together, the sharper your sword is going to be to go back and, and fight the good fight in your community. And so that's, again, is, is one of the, the whys behind Chirofest is just to bring people together to high five, hug, get strengthened, um, and, and then go home and, and keep fighting. So, yeah. Well, and uh, we will definitely touch on that. I've got a handful of questions here. but uh, <laughs> okay. That's a long page, man. Uh oh, <laughs> you didn't say there was a limit on time. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll come we'll come back to Chirofest because I, I do want to touch on that. But uh, um, it's a fantastic event and uh, and we'll touch on that a little bit more. So you you mentioned also you've dipped a little bit into some property. Um investing in, in commercial property. Yep. 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 So we, you know, off, you know, I dabble in it. I've also, you know, um, I've taken my lumps in it from, from not doing a solid due diligence. Um, and so I've, I've also, you know, you know, taken, taken some significant lumps that, you know, might've crushed a few people, but again, blessed and, you know, still fighting back. That was in the 08, 09, you know, era when things went sideways, our, la our last re major recession we had, you know, in comparison to this one. So, 
Um, yeah, so a little bit of property development, not, nothing crazy. Um, you know, I personally have a goal of, of you know, passive income of uh, 60, 50 to 60 grand a month. And so we're pretty close to that. Um, next few years, I think I will be. And uh, yeah, and then, and then another, you know, the coffee shop, which you, you're familiar with, you've been there. Um, and so we're about four years deep into that. So, yeah. 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 Plenty of, plenty of things going on. <laughs> yeah. Lots, <laughs> lots going on always. Right. Uh, well, you know, I, part of our job is to keep the accountants busy, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, uh, um, I remember when I was in school, um, I went to Cleveland chiropractic in Los Angeles and I, I remember I, I, I brought speakers in. I was in charge of the philosophy club there and I brought awesome. speakers in, um, actually our good friend, uh, Ron Oberstein, um, okay. I, I brought him. Yep, he came and spoke, and, and a number of different people from from the West Coast, obviously being in Los Angeles. And and I remember one of those speakers at one point said, um, "You in when you're in practice, you will always be paying an attorney for something." And I was like, "What? Yeah. What? Why would I be paying an attorney for?" And I remember somebody else asked the question, like ongoing, like you'll continue to be paying. And I, and he went on to say. Yeah, I've been paying an attorney every month, some attorney, and it might be a different attorney, um, you know, and also accountants. You'll be paying them like constantly. And yeah. I'm like, that's weird. I, I, I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> I have no interest in that. But the bottom line is uh, that's what businesses require. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about due diligence. Um, man, if, if we don't have people looking out for yeah. From our financial planners to our accountants uh, to the attorneys, um, and I, I can honestly say, um, every year in practice, I have paid at least two attorneys something every year, my yeah. entire career for yeah. good reason. I don't yeah. want to pay attorneys, but yeah. I will when I have to to protect um, yeah. our entities and to to protect what we're doing so that we're doing things well. Yeah. Um, well, there's always like we you can't know everything, right? You gotta you gotta find this the yeah. smartest person and that we, you can't you can't be a master of all, right? So you can you can know a lot about different things, but you're really only good at a couple things. And and to try and take something on it yourself when you know, for one, it's a leak of energy, two, you're not not a master at it. So, you know, find somebody that's a master at it, pay them, be in exchange, let them handle it so you can worry about what you're good at. And yeah. Yep, yep. Part of part of self-awareness, realize that you know, when to seek out other counsel because it's outside your, you know, yeah, outside uh, your bandwidth. You know, and this, this goes way back to the beginning when I first started practice and that was in like 1999. Um, and I was doing my own payroll, Paul. Did I you did ever do your own payroll? I did. I did <laughs> all my own books and everything for the first X amount of years. And I was like, oh. Right, <laughs> so painful, and it took me three times as long as it would take the payroll oh, company. I think I finally I got introduced to Vernon, my payroll guy. Like you're two or three, I'm like, dude, you're doing. As I started to get more, I'm like, right, right. I, <laughs> Here's I the two hundred bucks a month. Thank well, you. I, I did it for about a year and a half yeah. because I didn't know there was an option. And then I was at a BNI group, and uh, a guest came in from uh, ADP. And, and he's like, this is what we do. We take care of all these taxes. And I'm like, cause I hated doing it. Right. Yeah. And it would take me like two hours. And, and, it, and I remember talking to him after the meeting and he's like, yeah, I think it's about uh, 60 bucks for us to handle all that for you. 
Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. I can deliver one adjustment and you're going to handle all that for <laughs> I think I almost, I think I kissed the guy. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. and yeah. from that day forward, that was like, I, yeah. I never touched the stuff again because I know I was probably making mistakes and it, oh, was, for costing, sure. it was costing their money. But anyway, okay. So um, one of the reasons, well, two reasons um, that I wanted to have you on doing a boot camp for us. Number one, I wanted to, Promote Cairo Fest. Thank you. And your event that's um, you know going to be held here in a, in a few weeks. Um, and so, uh, why don't you tell us right now before I forget? Because I know you kind of put something together, maybe a little bit of a discount for those of you that might be considering, or you know what, just be freaking spontaneous for once in your life, you guys. <laughs> Go to Boise, Idaho. Use the right brain. Man, I'm going. I'm staying for a week. Uh, Dion and I are staying for a week. I'm uh, also taking two other staff members. So there's four of us coming from Minneapolis uh, to Boise, Idaho. Um, so Paul, tell us, give me a little commercial about, about that real quick. Man, yeah, I mean, you, you've already done it. I did it in the opening. Yeah, we're, it's September 16th, 17th, Boise, Idaho. Amazing place to visit. Um, I, I think all the locals are probably gonna be upset at me because because we're probably get a few transplants <laughs> in, in crazy cities like yours and mine. Um, and uh yeah, it's 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 beautiful. There's tons of outdoor. So, like I said, with you guys staying for a week, there's tons of outdoor activities. September is amazing time. There's a river that runs right through the middle. Of the, uh, Boise State is literally like a five minute walk from downtown, so you can go wander around campus. A river divides a campus in downtown. Downtown's got tons of great restaurants and coffee shops, and um, yeah, it's it's a, an amazing place to be. Just outside of town, there's amazing hikes and like there's lots to do. So it's it's yeah. great. So. You did a great job of selling Boise, but <laughs> the event the event is amazing. Twenty we have twenty two speakers coming this year from all over the world. We have we have uh, guys coming from uh, from from England, London, and then I got a guy uh, uh, Craig's coming from Australia. So we have people coming literally from all over the world coming to to inspire you and your team. And and I think that's probably an important uh, touching point as well as I really encourage docs to bring their teams. Um, you know it's. Um, you know, I think we can communicate and inspire and lead them. But when they hear it from other people, it sometimes it just it it comes with a different tone, a different angle. They receive it better sometimes or they, they just get tired of listening to Dr. Jeff and Dr. Paul. And so when they hear somebody else, yep. um, even though they might be saying the exact same thing, um, it just it's heard differently. It's kind of like your kids, right? Like you raise a kid and you, you know, say, hey, I told you that. Da, 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 and but you went and listened to your friend's parents and now it's okay. You know, so it's just, um, it's just one of those things. And so it's important that, and family members, you know, um, I think bringing your kids, we always were of the tone of like, I didn't want to push our profession, your and I's profession, my profession onto our kids. I wanted them to, you know, just see the lifestyle and see the impact in the community and, and let them kind of make their own decisions. And so I've always drugged mine off and on to events if they're available without sports um, took my son. He heard me speak at Cal Jam years ago. Um, anyhow, so he he's starting chiropractic school in September. So I think awesome. it's, it's it's great bringing your bring your kids so that they can again. Mom and dad aren't the crazy ones. They'll see other crazy ones. They'll learn that yeah. it's normal. <laughs> you know, they'll learn that it's normal and uh, meet some buddies it, it, by chance as well. So yeah. yeah. No, there. That's, that, that's Chirofest. There you go. There you go. No, it, it is a fantastic event. I think I've been. Um, Five, six times now. Yeah, I was gonna say five. I was say, yeah, yeah. yeah um, you so know, 20 it's, is eighteen or something like that. Might have been your first one. It's 
It is uh, when you put yourself in a place where there are other like-minded human beings and chiropractic is just flowing. I sit down and, and sometimes, and, and no offense to anybody that's on the stage because they're all amazing, but sometimes my brain just goes and innate's flowing and I'm writing notes and stuff is coming to me. God is giving me stuff and I'm writing things down and it's not coming from the person on the stage, although they're, you know, they're a contributing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I get so much written down and dreaming and um, just uh, business ideas and stuff. It just starts to flow because you're in the moment yeah. of you're allowing um, God to drop stuff into your lap. And uh, so good stuff happens. Yeah. Just but you got to be in there. Yeah. All those innate thought flashes is from one unified message and energy and 100 yeah. percent. And it doesn't happen like in your in your home office. You can't yeah. just sit in your home office and have that happen. You have to be in this kind of an environment. Yeah. Um, so uh, for anybody that's interested in going, uh, did you already say the code or something? No, I didn't. I didn't. So, yeah, if they go to the chirofest.org page and register, we're doing um, just for your clients 50 percent off uh, this late in the game. We usually don't do that. So it's 50 percent off if they they put in big fish. Um, all one word. Um, if, if they check out for the code, it'll give them 50% off DC and CA, CA tickets. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. So for it'll be like 150 bucks, which oh. is, <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. Go, come, yeah. Just go, just go. Be spontaneous. Let's go. And yeah, right. uh, hang out with Dr. Jeff in Boise. It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait. Now, okay. I, I will mention there's a, there's, it's called Rowdies. There's a, there's a local bar that's got a, mechanical bull um that you know, we, might, we might all have to be at saturday night i was i was there for my son at, at their grad he, he went to school there so I, I i've been there once lasted a few seconds so it was it was fun something <laughs> tells me that uh, somebody's gonna have to bring a, uh, a, a table yeah. put that off to the side yeah. when you're so. done with the bowl just get on the table <laughs> yeah. right. uh, so um the other uh, actually two more reasons uh, why you're on this Num number two is you are going to be one of our keynote speakers at Cairo Life. Okay, December 2nd, December 3rd, our, our big fish event, which is open to every chiropractor on the planet. So anybody can come to Cairo Life um, and enjoy it. Um, but it's kind of a reunion for all the big fish people. So you know, we just have a great time doing that. Um, so Paul's going to be speaking at that event. In fact, uh, just prior to us starting this conversation, uh, we might have decided that he's going to speak twice. He's going to uh, present a little bit on Saturday as well as Friday. So I think we can twist his arm and, and he can give us a little more juice on Saturday as well. So thank you for being willing to do that. And we're looking forward to that very much so. Um, Crazy, but, it's only five months or four months, which is it's, nuts. Like, it's coming up. It's coming dude. up. <laughs> 2022 is, yeah, zapping. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that we wanted to get from this uh, conversation, though, is, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, the two of us are entrepreneurs. We, we love we love business. We, we love the idea of, you know, and, and I'm sorry for saying the word selling. We love to sell something that we love. And yeah. and I coach a lot of chiropractors on this because not not a single one of us wants to be seen or perceived as salesy. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem with someone who feels like they're being salesy is because they don't own this. They, they don't own, own their product. Selling, okay. Yeah. And um, 
I don't mind selling chiropractic. It's the best freaking thing I could possibly. It is the best service that we yep. can give humanity. Everybody needs it. I mean, other than salvation, right? And that, yeah. that I'll leave that to the preachers. You know, the preachers can sell salvation, but um, they should be selling that because that's eternity, right? But uh, uh, but this is this is uh, health. There is no greater thing to sell than health. And so we got entrepreneurs on this call to talk about it. And and I, I want to ask you. Um, let's let's start going through my questions here. Originally, when you first um, uh, went from your first clinic to getting this inkling, hey, I should do a second clinic. Like, what kind of a crazy thought was that? And then, you know, how did you decide to do that? And when did you know it was the right time to do that? Yeah, I, you know, um, I don't know if there is a, like a. It's kind of like kids, right? Is there a perfect time? <laughs> like, no. It's like sometimes you just gotta you just gotta have faith and, and go. But I, I had gotten the point. I was about just about ten years in practice felt like um the the practice was super profitable it was stable um we were i would say maybe at our our you can only touch you can only bend over so many times per day per minute per hour whatever you want however you want to look at so we're i would say we were maximized at the way i had the clinic set up at the time okay. and then, then so then i you know as you should analyze your practice i would see that we had some attrition with practice members that were, were commuting a certain amount of distance to get to the practice right it's a it's a time management thing for them as well. It's gotta be convenient, easy. So I was like, well, shoot, we're, the people we're losing are from this other side of town. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's plug another office in, in that side of town. And so that was really how it was simulated. And then, you know, again, not thinking, but did that in a certain way. It was probably 15% of the practice. Like, you're right, I live over there. So now I'm gonna go over there instead of here. Um, and so the, the, the main practice dropped, it dipped for, you know, that 15 ish percent for, I don't know, four ish months before we built that back up to our capacity. But yeah, so it really was, um, you know, I, I felt like I was stable and we were, I was analyzing, we were losing people. So that was really what stimulated the, the second, the second clinic. Yeah. So let me ask you a question about, um, the first practice, uh, cause you said you felt like you were at capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, did you have more chiropractors other than yourself in that initial? I, at the time I had, yes, I had one other doc. I was bringing on a doc. So I, as transitioned at the doc that had been the longest, I plugged her into that, that second clinic. And then I was bringing on another one to help me at the main clinic. Yeah. Okay. So the idea was you were developing people. Yeah. You had another doctor coming in. So you knew you had extra set of hands basically yep. that you put in the second clinic. Yes. Um, so then did you spend any hours in that second clinic? No, no. Other than with the contractors doing the TI work and design and stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, but as far as like, I've, I've never, I had never, and yeah, never adjusted anybody out of there as far as like providing Cairo service. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing for, for all of us listeners to hear because um, so many chiropractors have that same thought of what you just have, but then they think that they, they can spend two days a week in that other practice, mm -hmm. three days a week in the original practice and see like 50% more people, therefore, you know, more revenue, et cetera, and that kind of thing. But now you're going to two places. Yeah, not going to happen. Distract, distract and energy. You're one. You're going to drop your volume or your, yeah, your revenues are going to drop at your primary one, your main one, whatever you want to call it. And and then the revenues are going to be slow at the other one. You're too distracted. No, I think you need to. I think you need you need to focus. Like if if you have the capacity and ability to, to focus on the one and train, raise somebody up as you said, raise up another doc to be a leader and and, and run a practice, and then and then plug them in. But uh, to to try and dilute yourself is not, not good in my opinion. 
Yeah, so. no, I, I, I honestly, I've never seen it work well. I've, no. I've seen it, I've seen it work, but stress the doctor out. Burn out. out, out of it's just yeah. a recipe for burnout. Yeah. Uh, now, not that, um, not that having multiple practices and having multiple, you know, not that that doesn't add a little complexity to your life because, mm-hmm. I mean, and risk. Yeah. I mean, significant risk. Way more liability. <laughs> Way more. I mean, that, that's the big deal is uh, you got to, you got to plunk, plunk down $150,000 for build out or whatever, or, or if you're buying yep. a practice, you got to buy, you know, 150 to $250,000 for a practice, whatever. And now you're putting a younger doctor in there and experience yep. hoping and praying that, that, that they, you know, hit it out of the park. Right. Yeah. Um, so then for the third practice that, that you started then, um, how did that come about? Were you backfilling with more doctors then? And- so, yeah. So I, I kind of, yeah, we had that other office, the second office for three ish years. And then, you know, my, my, you know, as we grow and mature um, as businessmen and women, I was like, you know, I, I, I want my community that we are really close to Western States um, in regards to where we practice. And, and so I, I wanted a more of a unified message and impact on my community um, and to the, the same effect, that office was, I wouldn't say tapped, but it was, it's, it was reaching that one doctor's capacity. And so I'm like, let's, let's look for another. So I actually did three and four within three months of themselves, which might've been a bit much, wow. um, but I bought one and then I opened another one, um, a few months later, but all on the premise of, I, I, at that point, it was like, I want a unified delivery of, of message and care within our community where I grew up. Um, again, there was a lot of docs in my town are like, how oh, great. That's a great adjustment. I'll see you in six months or t- call me when it hurts type of care. Um, and so I felt that was a disservice. And so, yeah, so then we did three and four and then, um, yeah, eventually five, a few months later. So, yeah. Um, obviously being close to Western States, uh, you know, plenty of young docs coming out of there, um, was it difficult? What, what has been your challenge in finding doctors? Was it, I, was it super easy to, to find? No, people? I think it's, it's hard. And, you know, and, and uh, I'm hearing that <laughs> unified across the country that it is, even though we're graduating, whatever, how many ever thousand a year, um, it's docs are, that are looking to expand and bring people in and raise them up or struggling to find find docs, um, across the platform. So I don't know what, where they're going or what it is, but yeah. Um, those that are looking to bring in other team members are, are having a hard time finding docs that want to do that. Was it, um, now did you take interns at that time? Is that where you found? No, no they were always docs that had graduated. So then we brought them on and, and, uh, trained them up in our system and process. Occasionally a doc that had been out in the field. Um, but a lot of times it was my most recent ones were, were docs that just had finished and, and started with us. So without naming any names, because that's uh, there's no need for that. But uh, um, did you ha- ever have uh, docs that joined you that you know it just didn't work out? They just uh, didn't mesh right. They weren't the right fit uh, when you when you bought all, all the time. Yeah, and I and I blame myself. You know that that was just a you know I've, I was always taught by one of my mentors: hire slow, fire fast. And and sometimes you get in a pinch and you you forget your, your own rules of engagement and you hire fast and then you got to fire fast. Um, and it, it, it was just, yeah. And honestly, I mean, out of 25 years of practice and, and maybe a dozen associates or, or other team members, it might've been two, maybe three. 
I mm. think back, but so it really wasn't that many. Um, and, and sometimes they weeded themselves out, you know, yeah. they just, they just, they, they felt out of alignment as well. And so then we just, and, and none of them were, were, um, uncomfortable, ugly situations. It was just like, Hey, this isn't, you know, you're not happy. Anyhow, you know, coach, coached him through it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, ultimately I have this conversation a lot because no matter what the position you're hiring for, whether it be a chiropractor or, you know, front desk person or billing person, whatever, you don't know what you got until they show up to work. Yeah. Either roll up their sleeves or not. Yeah. You know, and you you don't know the character inside. You don't know if they're going to show up early and stay late. You don't, you don't know their commitment um, until they start and, and you get to sometimes until they're challenged, right. When it's easy, everybody can hide, hide the, hide the ugly. And then they get challenged, get uncomfortable with something or don't agree with something. And then that's when you really see the, the true, the true color. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, you being an established doc with your philosophy um, built really strongly, um, you, you're looking for other people that share your mission and share your wisdom of, of the body and, and of innate intelligence and your ownership of subluxation and how to correct it and your care plans. And ultimately, none of the people that you're interviewing have an inkling Maybe. of that. And, and so then, you know, honestly, it comes down to us, right? I mean, yeah. you started by saying, well, it's because of me. Yeah. Well, I, I agree and I don't. I mean, part, part of it, yeah. I mean, if, if we're not sharing that, that philosophy, yeah. if we're not teaching and living it and giving examples. I mean, it happened three times just this morning, Paul, in my office, three wow. times where I had major conversations with patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, about philosophy. And then I've got uh, three interns with me today. Uh, one of my main doctors is has a day off today. So I had three interns adjusting with me. And so they got to hear me teaching these um, new patients. These were three, well, one that's been here for about a year. And then the other two were two new patients. And I, and I told my interns, I said, I want these people to get adjusted a thousand times. That's my goal, get them to a thousand. A thousand adjustments, you know, young doctors can't even fathom, Mm. you know, and, and, and so, but my intention is I can't do that all at once. We can't can't get their brain from first adjustment. to (laughs) It's got to be a drip, 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 drip. You got to teach, you got to influence, you got to encourage, you got to love that person until they really get what you're doing and understand the philosophy of the wellness and the lifestyle of chiropractic that you want them to have. And then they'll be on board for a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it doesn't happen by a chance. And you got to teach these young doctors that they got to feel that too. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important that you, that the, the doctor owns what we do because it is a constant drip, drip, drip every day to every patient. Um, and, and so the more that, in my opinion, the more that oozes out of you, um, the, the less it's, the, the less it feels like you're teaching, like it's just, it's part of who you are and they just, they want more of it. So it's an easy conversation and easy, but it, you're right. It doesn't happen on day one, it, nor on day 20, day 30, day 40. It's like, you know, well, and, and then, you get, then you're 20 years in and you're like, 
you've been coming to me for 15 years, you know, you know, and they're still doing some of the sun's dumb stuff. You're like, come on, like, <laughs> what are you thinking? Why'd you do that? Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, you know, the, the other thing too, is uh, you, you say it's got to ooze out of you um, and people have to be able to smell it. You know, they got, they got to, they got to smell and know, um, you know, what you stand for, you know, um, my faith, it, it oozes out of me. People just know where I stand. Um, but sometimes guess what? It's got to come out of here too. It's got to come out of your mouth. You got to say the words just because you understand the subluxation and correction and, and wellness and innate intelligence and how the body heals and all, all that, just because you know, that doesn't mean that it's automatically going to go into the person that you're adjusting. <laughs> you know, you got to say it, you got to yeah. teach it. You got to give them examples that they can understand analogies that, 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 they'll get you know and um the the problem is we don't we don't speak enough of those things we just hope that people pick up on it you know yeah. Yeah. all right so um so you so you went to number three number four real fast and added number five um what would you say if, if you had to, if you had to answer the question what's was the biggest mistake that you made in the process of getting to where you were with the five practices, what would be one of the biggest mistakes? Man, I honestly, um, I don't, so, so yeah, so here, here's some mistakes. So I, I was trying to, when you sent me that, I was like, man, what was a mistake? And there's lots of little ones, but one I think that stands out is I, I plugged it. I, I, so it's similar to a patient when you overwhelm them with, information day one. I, ha I had a young doc. He'd been with me six, eight months. And I, I had lost, um, I lost a clinic director and in shorter notice than I wanted, but I'd raise it. I'm like, we got four weeks to get you prepped to go on this clinic. You're going to be the next clinic director at this, at this office. Um, so I plug him in and he's there. I don't know, a few weeks and uh, you know, we're just looking at stats and reviewing stats and that office is closed on Friday. So part of this training process, I had him still coming back to our primary clinic on Fridays to, to learn and, and work and, 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 you know, still continue to advance his skills. Um, and I was like, you know what, dude, I, I was at the office that day and I'm like, you know what, um, our, our, we're a little bit slower today than I want here at the main clinic. Why don't you go back up to the office and, go around and introduce yourself to every business within a certain mile radius. It's going, Hey, I'm Dr. Such and such running the clinic. Now here's my card. If you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Just wanted to say hi. Um, and it was out of his, like completely outside of his comfort zone. Like, so go do that for me. And I, I literally went home at lunch. And I told my wife, I told her, I'm like, I got a feeling he's going to quit. <laughs> I I stretched that out. was just too much, huh? What? And literally an hour later, I got an email saying I'm out. Wow. <laughs> like, so I think the mistake was 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 I knew that he wasn't comfortable doing that, and I I don't want to say I forced him, but I yeah. I asked strongly encouraged him to go back and do those things before he was ready, before he'd matured enough mm -hmm. to he wasn't confident enough in who he was as a chiropractor to walk around to businesses and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. John. Great to meet you. I'm excited to be here. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, I'm like right around the corner. Um, and so I think, I think as, as, again, as I matured and grew as a business owner and as an entrepreneur and employing 30 some people, you start to recognize uh, personality characteristics and know, 
you know, when you should push and when you shouldn't push. And I should have recognized that he wasn't ready because he, he went and worked for a friend of mine and still working for that friend of mine 10 years later. Oh. Right. So, so had, had I, had I coached him differently, encouraged him differently, he might've still, he might've stayed at that clinic. And then it was a you know pain point. Then I had, we had to shut part of the hours because I had to get, anyhow, it was a mess. So yeah. So that was probably my biggest mistake. So uh, do you think that, um, so if, if, if you want to push him, um, could, could that doctor have been a solid you know, team doctor for you for, for a number of years? I, I think so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause he, he literally went up and is an associate to this day, um, for another colleague of mine, North of us and has been for a decade. Yeah. So I, I think one of the, I think what we're landing on right now between you and I, Paul is, is, um, not everybody is going to be Paul Reed. Yeah. Not, not everybody is going to be, you know, we could go stand on the, on the street corner and talk about subluxation. Right. I mean, um, that's, that's just, that's who we are. It's what we get jazzed about. We can talk to anybody about it and, and we would love to, to do well, it. Even, 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 you know, I, and I think it even goes deeper than that is because even in my young chiropractic even in chiropractic school I so I did screenings for a buddy when I was going through chiropractic school this practice in here and he's like you know and I remember the first time he literally gave me no training said show up the mall at nine which is fine and you need to sign people up right and I was like in school I granted I've been getting adjusted most of my life at that point or over half my life at that point so I had an idea but it sucked I was uncomfortable I like engaging with people I'd never been in that environment where you're trying to you know you know screenings like hey you know bubble whatever um and so I had enough my personality is one that's such like yeah that sucks but I'm going to do it anyhow whereas this guy even though I wasn't certain in chiropractic at the time whereas whereas that doc like his even his own self-confidence wasn't enough for him to be able to to walk into that business and even say hi um, and so I think, yes, he didn't own chiropractic, but two, he just, I should have recognized that he was, I don't know the right word, but, um, he just was not confident in who he was as a human to be able to walk in and, and, uh, do that. So, so I needed to coach him on twofold practice and life. So, yeah, you know, I think, um, I think we have to realize as, as clinic owners that sometimes you're going to have people with you that they're never going to be that. Um, but there can be a role for them oh, um, that would fit. I've I've made the same I've made the same oh, mistake yeah. with people, and I've lost good people because of that. Um, because I expect every chiropractor should want to do that, you know. And I, you know, and, and shame on me again because had I recognized that, you know, I ended up closing that clinic um, because I had in like three years, I think I had six docs that like, it was in a rural community. And so you really had to get involved in the community and it was, it was profitable. It was making me money, but it was, it became more of a pain in the rear for me. So I'm like, let's just close it when my lease is up. Um, but again, back to that doc, he is in a, that a rural community, a little bit further North than that. And still there after 10 years. So had I, you know, been more mature, um, he could have been running. I would have maybe not had to close that clinic. So, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, lessons learned. There's lots of them, right? Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, uh, what would you say? Um, and there might be a, a bunch of them, uh, but what, what are the blessings that you've received from from owning multiple clinics and doing what you're doing? There, there is a bunch of them. I, you know, I think impact is is you know to me because it come came right down to that is reaching more people in our community. Um, so I think I think first and foremost was that, and then being places. 
And if you're like, oh, I, I, I own Bridge. Oh, I see Dr. Such and Such at wherever. Awesome. You know, so just I think that impact that we were starting to have in the community. Um, you know, and I, a blessing is is understanding, you know, a lot of this is hindsight when you look back. Um, but seeing that we actually, you know, since we've sold since then, but seeing that, you know, we actually did have a pretty good product and ran a pretty, you know, Heidi and I ran a, a pretty streamlined business for our, um, again, looking back on it now, like we had people have been with us 10 plus years, multiple, right? And so just, we, yeah, did a good job with our team members. Um, and then, and then if you, you know, willing, again, it's risk and liability, right? And so if you're willing to take the risk and you do a good job and have systems and process for monitoring, et cetera, it can be fruitful, right. um, which allows you to continue to expand your kingdom and territory and, and do all the things and create a bigger impact. So, yeah, I think that's three, three right there. So, yeah. Now, um, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation where you were talking about you were, you know, at capacity and you had your, you had your model pretty much set with your first yeah. clinic. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, did, do you feel like you had that clinic clicking on all cylinders doing exactly what it was supposed to do before you did the second practice? Yes. Yeah. And what really helped me with three, four, and five, you know, again, back to God, like, I had, like, I feel like I should do more. It's on my heart to do more. And it had been in my heart for probably a couple of years, you know, I had that conversation with my wife several times. Um, and then I crossfitter, right. And I, um, one morning ruptured doing a, doing a work had a complete quad rupture. Right. And so, um, couldn't, pra- I was out of practice. I had, I couldn't, I couldn't walk on my leg for six weeks, you know, emergency surgery the next day type of thing. Um, but what it taught me, right. Here's a lesson is like, the guy was like, Hey, you've been asking for this to be out of the practice and managing the practices and not bending over in the practice and growing you I've got this right. And so seeing that I could not be in the practice and the practices were fine without Paul, um, which made me, you know, step back and be able to go, okay, you're right. This is good. This will work. It's not dependent on Paul being there. Um, let's, let's pop these other ones. And so that was, um, you know, so be careful what you ask and wish for, because if you're not, if, if it's ready to be given and you're not, you're not, uh, you're not there yet, there's going to, you know, there's going to a consequence that will happen to, to force you into that situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a, a definite nugget right there. Just uh, the fact that you had that clinic clicking and, you know, you didn't have to, it's not like you had to fix it up more to be able to do the second one. You had it where it needed to be. And for those of you that, that maybe are listening to this, that are thinking, you know, is my practice currently at, at the level that it should be to, so that we can model it now at, at other locations. Um, if you're not quite ready for that, don't, don't let go of the dream of, of doing multiple practices. If, if you feel like God is leading you that direction and you can have a bigger influence, do not let go of that um, by hearing us say, hey, you know, make sure this one is perfect before you do something. Because, I mean, nothing's ever perfect before you do it, right? Like having uh, kids. Yep. <laughs> right, right. But uh, um, so don't, don't lose track of that. But do your best to make sure that you're solid that you're stable, that you've got all the procedures and, and, and things down quite, quite well so that it's easily to reproduce because guess what? The person you put in that clinic over there is going to ask you, well, what do you do with this? Well, 
here's what you should do, but we're not doing it that way over here, you know, because we're kind of messing that up, but, but maybe you should do it this way. Well, you don't want to be in that situation either. So, you know, and always have, I always had a wing person, right? So I was, my overhead was always a little bit high on payroll because I, I personally didn't want to have to cover that office. So I always carried an extra doctor that was in training as a wing. They were a wing person yeah. just in case she had that like, Hey, peace out. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, situation. And, and to that effect, make sure that your financial resources are set enough that you can support the business or business is for X amount a month as, as revenue, as overhead goes up and revenues go down. Yep. Um, and so that's the other, you know, you got to be fiscally responsible um, so that you're not in a situation. They're like, oh, such now what do I do? Um, and you're borrowing money or whatever you have to do to, to meet. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it sounds as if you became um, pretty doggone dependent on good people around you. 100%. So um, it sounds like your job became more about managing, delegating, and uh, developing people um, than anything else. Am I correct? Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. Yeah. yeah. And that's the hardest part of any business is people. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. So, um, you know, just another, another thing to kind of throw out there for anybody listening to this is that, you know, if you are not okay with the hiring, firing, training, developing, and managing with all the fallout and the shit show that comes with <laughs> human <laughs> beings, right? Yep. We're not into that. Don't, don't do it. it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I tell you, you're right. It was way less stressful to keep my small office and two CAs and me. Right. And, 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 and early on, it was actually more profitable having that one office with just me and two CAs than having another clinic with a doc with a big salary, a wing person with a big salary. You got, there's like that tipping point of like, okay, well, this, I'm really good here. I'm not quite as good here, but then if you get big enough, then it's like, okay, well, I'm good again. So it's just like this. <laughs> so, um, let's, let's segue just slightly. I think we kind of, um, talked about the multiple practice thing and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Paul, that, uh, you'd be open to you know, chatting with, with anybody that, that might have questions. Uh, you've always been good about, about that. Um, and, and of course, big fish, you guys, you know, come to me with anything as always. Um, but as we segue, how did you get into, uh, dealing with, um, property? Okay. Because that's a whole different animal. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've got commercial property as well. Um, one is one of the restaurants that I own. We own the property there. And the other one is the building that my clinic I'm sitting in right now. It's, you know, I've got eight other tenants besides uh, the clinic. Um, uh, what is your experience with, with property? Cause I didn't know anything about buildings and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and mine started the same way. And you know, I was, I was, um, Two and a half years in practice, we had maximized right out of the start to maximize our space. So I was like, I, I need a bigger space. Um, and one of my best or better friends, um, that's what he did for a living. He's like, man, it's always best to own. Like if you could find a piece of property, put your building on it um, for you, and then you're paying yourself rent, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's how that's how, same, same means as you. That's how it started. It's like, I found a piece of property, you know, three years into, you know, to starting practice, built my first clinic, had a, had a tenant that was covering the rent plus us. Um, and then that turned to two, turned three. One that I told you about that I didn't do my due diligence on was number three and lost my shorts on that one. It cost me about, I don't know, 250 to 300 grand. Um, 
and then a fourth yeah so yeah so it's so similar as you like just and again i lean on people that lived it i i didn't for the one i took it was on me i thought i was i was uh i thought i had this right and didn't do my due diligence and it bit me in the rear but um outside of that i've been blessed and lean on other people for their knowledge and understanding of locations and and rents and cap rates and all that stuff that you got to figure out um with commercial real estate. Have, uh, so, you, so you had some other people that you could say, Hey, come look at this property with me. Tell me what you think. Did yeah. You know yeah. 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 We've been blessed. You know, the one, the, the two of them are right in the major intersection in town. Um, both rented and both were clinics actually. So I had my, my one clinic where I was, the one that I was talking about, I built, and then uh, we ended up wanting a bigger space when I did my AWW stuff years ago. And so we bought, you know, the, the building next to us and renovated that and then I rented out my old space. And yeah. And now the building with a coffee shop in it and, and whatnot. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, there, there's two deals that I can think of that where I was you know, buying chiropractic clinics and we had the opportunity to, to buy the, the building. And yeah. normally that's kind of a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's attractive to me. Um, yeah. um, and so, you know, uh, both of those, we were strongly looking and then I took somebody that knew something about buildings and we went through the space and man, I dodged a bullet twice uh, yeah. because both those buildings, the parking lots um, were not in good shape. The uh, uh, HVAC units that you hmm. know, can be you know, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars each um, <laughs> right, uh, were not in good shape. The roof on one of them was going to have to be fully replaced. And that was going to be $150,000. I mean, I dodged some major, major bullets um, yeah. on buying property that I would have totally lost my shorts. So having that person go with you yeah. that really knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Got to yeah. do it. And, and the next piece uh, we're going to get into is, is kind of, kind of the same thing in, you know, restaurant business, coffee shop, um, you know, I, I don't know anything about running restaurants. That's a, that's a monster. It's an animal that I, I don't, I, all I knew is that I was interested in being a part of something that where I could learn something new. And, and yeah. so I've gotten into that. Uh, we're now opening our fifth restaurant and, wow. and awesome. the, the people that I'm connected with, are, they're the smart ones. I don't yeah. know why they keep hanging on to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> But we're having fun and, and uh, it's cool and I'm learning a lot and, and God's blessing it. And it's uh, granted, it's been it's been a mess uh, through COVID and everything, but yeah. um, it's it's just it's really cool. And I've seen some really amazing things happen through those uh, opportunities. But yeah. tell me a little bit about the coffee shop. I mean, everybody and their sister wants to own a coffee shop. Right. Uh, so yeah. what made you do it and uh, how's that worked out for you? You know, I. I uh, um again, I wish I would, you know, we're four years into owning this one. And I had a thought flash 10 years prior to that, uh, that I wanted to, I'm, I love coffee. I mean, that was really the whole thing. I was passionate about it. I loved it. Get, kind of geeked out on it. Um, did, didn't listen, to, you know, again, cause we were expanding the practices at that time. And so I didn't, I'm like, Nope, that's my primary focus. We'll do the practices, not the coffee shop. And then finally, as we, you know, kind of got the practices stable, I was like, Oh, let's do that now. Um, yeah. So that's really, really how that came about. We're going to open one and found one that was for sale. So we bought it a little bit bigger space than we wanted, but it's, it's been awesome. And again, it comes right down to team members. I got a great manager. She, she hires great people um, long in regards to restaurant business uh, longevity with those, those employees as well. We're not, not a ton of turnover. So we're, we're blessed in that regard. Yeah. And it's um, you know, it's, it's changed, you know, with COVID went through, you know, 
started it. We just like, oh, we're turning the corner. And then COVID hit and kind of had to fight through that. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been good. So, yeah. you know, uh, one of the best stories you mentioned, your, your manager there, your, you know, team lead yeah. that, that hires everybody and, and can build that team around them. Um, I mean, that, that just sounds good, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, what you are saying, Paul, is so true. And, and, and I've got a story about that too. Uh, our very first restaurant, in fact, uh, Dr. Justin is a part of that restaurant as well. And, and uh, when we bought that, uh, we did not have the right manager uh, from the get-go. And then we had to replace the general manager. We replaced the chef, the executive chef. Uh, we replaced the, the next general manager. We replaced the next general manager. Oh, gosh. And we were um, just... Uh, tapping the fourth general manager in this restaurant. And we were planning because I was, I was on the board, still am on the board. And we were getting ready to let the owners know that we were going to have a cash call, meaning we were yeah. all going to have to pull your, your, your checkbook out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody pull your checkbooks out because we, we can't make, we're not making enough. Um, and so we got to, we got to put more money in if we want to keep this thing going. We were about two months away from that. Uh, we, we put it on the calendar. If things don't turn around, I remember uh, we had this discussion in, in December and we planned it for February. And, and then we had just hired this, this next manager, the fourth. Hmm. And, all, and we, at that time, we hired a, a new executive chef and a new um, general manager at the same time. And the cohesiveness and the passion and uh, the young man that we put in charge didn't have any experience as a general manager, but he had spirit. He's faith, mm. uh, faith-based uh, young man, um, uh, past drug addict, mm. um, an amazing human being. And we put him in there and he attracted new talent and he ran that thing and it has absolutely exploded. Mm. Uh, to the tune that this year uh, we're going to go over $6 million in revenue wow. for this year alone. Um, and it is, it, there's no better example um, that I can give of the right human beings yeah. um, with yep. the right passion in the same stinking space where, where it was failing before. Yeah. Uh, the right human uh, beings and the right heart um, and all of a sudden it can, it can happen overnight. So, yeah. So spend the time building the team and, and man through COVID um, it's, it's been tough. I gotta be honest. Um, we've, we've had challenges keeping the right people and, and yeah. attracting the right people. And we're just, we're just trying to be faithful and, um, and allow the right people to present themselves and we're working hard at it, but it's yeah. not easy right now. No, it's not restaurant rest food. Food's tough. Margins have gotten smaller because everything's got the cost of goods are up and yeah. So, but it's good. Crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I don't know. No, <laughs> that's that's all the questions I got. And, and uh, yeah, we're probably going over time here anyway. So, um, Paul, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate you sharing um, and with humility and confidence. And and, uh, and the confidence is right right behind your head there on the wall with uh, that lion. And I, I know that that lion represents your faith and you're willing to follow the Lord. And um, you know, that, that means everything. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. So yeah. any, uh, 
Any parting shots for us, Paul? Any? No, man. Just uh, listen to your heart and uh, or innate and and be be uh, willing and obedient. Yeah. So. Oh, be obedient, even when your when your entrepreneur head says, "Oh, we <laughs> should definitely do this." Yeah. Um, if it's not the right time, it's not the yeah. right time. Be obedient. Um, and you know, I, I'll just push push this out there. You know. Um, in our profession, I got to be honest, um, there, there's not a ton of humility. Um, there's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of arrogance. Um, there's a lot <laughs> of people that do things for the wrong reasons. Um, it's no different than any other profession, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, Big Fish represents paying it forward. And that's thinking of others and, and helping others along. And uh, thank you, Paul, for being yeah. willing to share like this, because this is what we do. We share. We, we want the, the people behind us to succeed more than we did. Yep. You know? I always kick myself because it's like, doggone it, that uh, that Dr. Justin, he's uh, before he's done, he's going to double uh, what I ever did in practice. Awesome. Um, but that's exactly the point. Yeah. If yep. You're not thinking that if you yep. if you don't want that, then you're not doing it for the right reason. The people behind us should not just like our kids, right? Our, our kids should be a multiple of what we did. So, yeah, yep. stand on our shoulders, man. Yep. So uh, appreciate it. And All right, brother. Uh, thanks for being here. And uh, Cairo Fast again is September 1617. Cairo Life comes up December 2nd and 3rd. If you're not registered for both, you're an idiot. <laughs> so come on, let's go. Absolutely. All right, buddy. I'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Rachel, the marketing director of Big Fish Enterprises. If you or a colleague are interested in learning the secret sauce to getting a high volume of quality new patients fast, our program, Team Doc, could be the perfect fit for you. Learn more about Team Doc and coaching with Dr. Jeff by visiting www.mybigfishenterprises.com. We'll see you next week.